Marcus, we've uh, done it again. Another live episode of the Canvas Casters podcast. And good Tuesday morning hey. to everyone joining us in the U.S. Uh, not only is it Tuesday, Marcus, it's also Digital Learning Day, and we have a really impressive lineup. Uh, you know, I think for the first time ever in any Canvas Casters live stream, we should go to the board, right? Hey! Today's a big, today's a big day. At 10 a.m., we have Canvas and Impact. At 4 p.m., we're going to do our first ever Canvas Demo Slam. Oh, that boy. Thing, that thing's going to be hot. You'll want to stick around for that as well. And then at 8.15 p.m., because Marcus and I hate our wives and our children <laughs> and our lives, we will go live at 8.15. Oh, uh, no. ES ESL and Mastery Connect, because, you know, we have to be involved in some sort of evening activity here on the Canvas Casters podcast. We've been doing a lot of these podcasts for a really long time. Um, and I, I say that in jest because uh, they hate us because we're never there for dinner because we're always doing this crazy project called the Canvas Casters. Um, but all of this is going to be brought to you by Instructure today, the makers of Canvas LMS and all the other great products that we're really excited to talk to you about today. Um, for those of you that are watching for the first time and maybe like who in the world are these two jokers? Uh, we're the Canvas Casters, and we co-host now the official podcast of Instructure and all things Canvas LMS, which is a lot of these great products that integrate into uh, that solution. And we're really excited to show you some of the things that we don't really get a chance to talk about today on this Digital Learning Day. And we're kicking off 2022 on this Tuesday, Marcus. <laughs> I'm not going to get enough of that. I was um, going to say, just, just, you're just <laughs> absolutely murdering the Tuesday. <laughs> with an amazing story, amazing story today on impact by Instructure. Yes. Yeah, so uh, first off, um, before we kind of dig in and get into it, uh, we, we're glad to see people already commenting on all the platforms, yep, uh, chiming in. Uh, please, like Eddie and I, we, apparently people didn't pay enough attention to us when we were kids. Um, and so we really want you guys to chime in. Um, let us know who you are and where you're, where you're teaching or where you're working today. Um, share your excitement about digital learning day, share your excitement about our guests this morning and our guests later on this afternoon and evening. Uh, and most importantly, don't hesitate to ask questions uh, because we, we want this to be, we're used to just talking into the mic on the podcast. This is our chance to be able to kind of interact a little bit more. So do not be shy. So Dave, we see you. Ava, <laughs> we see you. Okay. Uh, my daughter, Nola, we see you. All right. We, we got it. So um, definitely don't hesitate. Uh, but we want to start talking about impact. And impact is... Basically, it's a solution to a problem. And typical ed tech world, uh, that's that's what we're looking for. And impact can be added, or I like to say it, it's a way to level up your Canvas instance in your district uh, or institution. Um, it's an additional thing, uh, but it is uh, meeting a big need uh, in, in not only K-12, which we're going to talk about today, but in higher ed as well. Uh, the primary function is to help drive the adoption of Canvas in terms of how we're using Canvas in our classrooms, who's using what, how well, how often, <clears throat> excuse me, how often we're using certain elements of the platform. So it leads to a lot of helpful and usable information for district leaders and building leaders to be able to kind of 
make informed decisions moving forward uh, as we work with digital learning. So enough about that guy right there, impact by structure. Look at all the tools I have at my disposal. Marcus is grinning <laughs> ear to ear because he's like, now he's throwing logos on the screen. Right, Look right. at that guy. We got the board in the background, uh, but we are so excited. Enough about us and enough about the product. We are so excited to be joined by two fantastic educators from Virginia. Lots of Virginia folks in the house, in the comments, our VVA friends. I'm so excited to have you. But this morning, we are joined by Kristen Barr, the Coordinator of Instructional Technology and Personalized Learning, and Patty Bowen, the Supervisor of Instructional Technology Innovation and Media Services at Williamsburg James City County School Division in Virginia, here to chat all about their very early on and their impact integration. So we've caught them right when it's fresh, right? Right when it's fresh on the impact side. Uh, Kristen actually started her career in education in the biology classroom, moved into roles with instructional technology as her experience and interest in that area and her family grew. She spends her days now balancing Canvas, creative and administrative responsibilities, professional learning, oversight of the WJCC virtual learning program and many other technology related tasks. Patty Bowen has been in education since 1981, beginning her career as a high school English teacher. She's one of whoa, the whoa, first- whoa, whoa, oh, whoa. Wait. I know. Don't go, Sorry. don't blow right through that. I, I, like, here's the problem the with this. It's bold in the script because Marcus wants to call out how amazing English teachers are. So yeah, here's your, here's your three seconds, Marcus. Go ahead. Let's talk all about how you were a former English teacher. And, you know, those are the best people. <laughs> go right hey, ahead. I don't have to say it. I've got you trained. <laughs> Uh, Patty was also one of the first instructional technology resource teachers for Williamsburg, James City County Public Schools starting in 2006. She served in that role for many years before becoming the coordinator of technology services and is now serving in her supervisory role since 2017. Welcome both of you, Kristen and Patty, to Digital Learning Day with Instructure. We're so happy you're here. Thank you for having us. Glad to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So obviously, um, we, we got to know Kristen and Patty just a little bit before uh, we came on live here. Um, and I think that they might be a little bit concerned about what they've gotten themselves into this morning. Um, but rest assured, Eddie's doubling down on the caffeine. He showed me earlier, not just coffee, but also tea. Yeah, that's right. So the man is heavily caffeinated and ready to rock. Um, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. Kristen, there we go. Yeah, you got it too. Uh, Kristen, before we dig into impact, um, we're going to get there. But tell us a little bit more. Lots of folks that are tuning in live and going to watch later, obviously, are Canvas users, either you know, students using Canvas or teachers or building administrators, district leaders, the whole gamut. So tell us a little bit more about your role within the district. And then what sort of, what's the Canvas journey uh, for your district been like up to, you know, today? Sure, yeah, Patty and I really work hand in hand for all of our instructional technology initiatives and some of our, even just technology hardware type things um, with our technology team. And so um, Canvas has been one of the larger projects that I work on in addition to, um, you know, as the little bio introduction said, professional learning, um, our virtual learning program, which ties right into Canvas. So they kind of work, you know, hand in hand as well. Um, 
and pretty much all other duties as assigned. I mean, <laughs> Patty and I are are the two leaders for our, for our instructional technology department, and that encompasses so many things, and it just continues to change and grow, um, which is awesome. Right now, I'm serving on textbook adoption committees because Canvas has awesome integrations for our textbooks, but we also want to make sure that we can roster and we can do all of the things. So I, I just feel like as this grows, so does um, my position um, and Patty's position. So um it's been interesting people are like what did you guys do before covid you know with what was your role like how has it changed i'm like i don't even know <laughs> i can't remember <laughs> two years ago um but when i first started here we did have canvas and it was right about when we were starting it so before i came on in 2016 the 2015-16 school year is when we adopted canvas and it was for our virtual learning program and um, our blended learning courses. So in the state of Virginia, part of graduation requirements is that every student has to have an online learning experience. It doesn't have to be completely online, but it does have to have an online component. And so we had one of our other requirements, economics and personal finance, we transformed into a blended format using Canvas for the online portion and then in classroom instruction, of course. And then we have our virtual learning program, which serves a relatively small number of our students who have scheduling issues or extenuating circumstances where they needed an option outside of a traditional classroom. So that's why we initially brought Canvas on. At the same time, we were expanding a one-to-one -one program in our middle schools and just increasing the number of devices at our high schools as well to almost the point where it was one-to-one -one, where the devices just stayed in school so as that was growing we had requests for and patty and i had discussions about having a platform for teachers to really effectively utilize these devices we're investing in the tools the physical hardware tools but we also need the instructional tools that can support that and support student-centered learning blended learning project-based learning all those things so we laugh about it now in like 2018, 19, I had this three to five year plan about early adopters going into schools, you know, having kind of intensive trainings with these small cohorts, you could then go and be ambassadors at their schools and, and increase, you know, kind of naturally that way, how it's, people were using the tools, get feedback from teachers and students. And, you know, we were making home pages and trying to do all of these things with buttons and then COVID hit. And our five-year plan went to a five-month plan <laughs> and everybody had to use it. It wasn't optional and in secondary anyways. And so um, that's what happened with our journey to Canvas. Um, so now we're back in schools for the most part. Of course, we have quarantines and we have all these other things. So our focus now has been really trying to work with teachers as much as we can. You noted teachers are really stretched thin too with all the different hybrid, virtual, in-person, all of those things, but working with them to see how Canvas is still relevant, how can it can make an in-person classroom more effective, more productive, more differentiated and accessible for students, all those kinds of things. So um, trying to continue, and some teachers didn't let, you know, it's over the summer, they had to kind of learn a whole new platform and that was tough. And so they don't really want to continue. They, they're like, we're back in my comfort zone and we want to go back to old ways. And so 
um, our instructional technology team has really tried to learn from what we went through and continue to make progress where it was appropriate. So, you know, Patty, I, I think as the as a technology coordinator, right, or, or coordinator of technology services, um, there was this term that was kind of like really being pushed heavily in a lot of tech communities as someone who kind of lived in that world as well. We heard about interoperability, right? Um, the, the fact that we're, we have all of these tools and, and we know as the world has changed, those tools have grown exponentially <laughs> as far as what teachers have at their disposal. But getting all of those tools, not to only work with what Kristen talked about on the hardware side, right? Um, all of those tools to work together in the devices that we choose but also getting to work together on the instructional technology side, how important that is, right? To make sure that everything talks the way that it should talk to each other in a way that makes it very efficient for not only a technology staff, but also an instructional technology staff. And then finding a way to take all of those tools and make it extremely personable. And um, I think that that's been a, a really big passion of mine as I've transitioned out of the classroom into technology um, which is, you know, a, a passion for creating a personalized experience, whether that's a teacher creating a personalized experience or learning experience for their students or a personalized experience for a coach or a technology instructional specialist for their teachers and administrators. So I'm just curious what strategies um, your district used really early on. I, I know the pandemic was a thing, right? And, and mm -hmm. that kind of forces everybody's hand into this really strange world. Um, but talk about what strategies you guys have been using. I mean, obviously you've been in that role since 2017. Um, talk a little bit about maybe strategies before and then strategies after. I'm sure there are a lot of people that could use um, your expertise moving forward. Well, I think one of the most important things I have learned is that uh, it takes a team to make all this happen. So Krista and I have very close relationships with the network engineers, with the, tech, the techs that are out in the building, with the curriculum instruction team that um, oversees that particular part, with student services, working with all our students with their special needs. And we have to all work as one in tandem in order for all of this to come together. So nothing works in isolation. Um, and, and honestly, with COVID being a factor, one of the things that really struck me, and it was something I saw somewhere and actually hangs on my wall now, so it keeps me going. If, if, if we go back to the way things were, we will have lost the lesson. So I sort of tried to keep that as my focus, that I don't want to go back to before we had all these digital tools, but we need to make sure with all these digital tools that they not only complement the instruction, but that the teachers don't feel overwhelmed. The parents don't see so many things that are different. They don't know which place they're supposed to look next. And so um, it is the teamwork to weave all these things together um, every day. So when I walk in every day, I talk to the engineers, I talk to the techs, Krista and I strategize. Um, I have the curriculum instruction team right next door and we're constantly looking for making sure that if we have a new resource going out that we're not having one person try to put it out for all the teachers to learn how to use, but it's a team effort. So there are lots of different team members taking on different roles to make sure the teachers don't feel any more overwhelmed than necessary because they're doing the real hard work where the rubber meets the road in the classroom. Yeah, that's, that's so important. I'm so glad that you have sort of have that sort of, I, I guess, that organization in place and you all clearly recognize that 
vital team aspect. Uh, I, I, I can work with so many districts at varying levels of, you know, experience with Canvas uh, or Mastery Connect or any of our other uh, solutions. And oftentimes what I see is a breakdown in exactly what what you're talking about, Patty, a breakdown or a lack of resources dedicated to the enriched, fully overlapped and interwoven thing that is technology in the classroom um, for for years. And I think, you know, I, I'm not going to put a number on how many years I've been around, but certainly there was a time where it was, you know, IT was driving all of those decisions. Um, and, and teachers would often, there would be sort of a breakdown right there. Um, and, and my role, Eddie's role, uh, sounds like very much what Kristen does as well. We often spent time being that, that conduit between the two, you know, um, speaking teacher language to the folks that make it all work and then yeah. translating back to teachers, what can and can't work and why, and how can we solution seek um, to, to sort of fix things. Um, it's gone are the days of here's a shiny thing and we've, we tick the box and we're good to go. Um, it's, it is truly all about the, the instruction. And I love that you've got that sort of team aspect where we're, we're picking the, the expertise of all the folks in our, in our team, in our district to make the greater good. Um, and, and that's just, I mean, anyone watching right now, anyone watching later today, like, you know, think to yourself, is that is is that team in place, you know, where I'm at? Um, hopefully it is. Uh, but I know I, I've looked on I, I definitely check in on the Facebook groups. And a lot of times there there's some. I think they would look to you guys and be like, oh, man, I'm, I'm green with envy um, about <laughs> sort of like the the stri uh, the strategy that you guys have taken to be deliberate and, and um, thoughtful uh, about what you've done with Canvas. But then also sort of getting into, you know, sort of the content of the day, which is, which is impact. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. All right. Impact. You've had canvas for a few years. I'm guessing that you've got uh, a, a strong comfort level amongst teachers and, and buildings with the use of canvas. Um, and now you come in and you say, all right, we're going to level up our canvas with this additional tool called impact. Um, so talk a little bit about the decision-making, what your district decided uh, was important. How is how's impact gonna, gonna help teaching and learning in your district? Well, I guess I'll go first on that one, Kristen, because it all started because I was really, so I guess I'm not so sure about how Canvas is really going because you put it out there and you know, you think you know, um, but you, you don't really know until you're able to really mine the data. And I, I felt like I really couldn't get my handle on that. And I'm looking at it from the strategic plan perspective where we're purposely trying to leverage the use of instructional technology to make a difference in, in student achievement and, and what's happening with them. That's a goal of ours. I was looking for how to make sure all tools, but Canvas being the big one, um, could actually, are, what, how are we making a difference? So when we first looked at impact, it was really for that first high level, where could I see data? What can I see that's making a difference? The, 
the real irony of all this is that's not what sold us on impact. What sold us on impact were the pieces that allowed us to truly get in and be purposeful with our teachers. And so I'm going to let Kristen take it from there because I was sitting there looking at data and we were listening to a demo and then we started hearing these other things and two of us were, our eyes are getting big going, whoa, what? So Kristen, how would you take it from there? Yeah, I would say campaigns were really what struck me because part of what I did this year was on a monthly basis, put out global announcements to different groups of people, instructors, um, our families, our students and things like that. But as you may or may not be familiar with global announcements appear on your dashboard, the Canvas dashboard, and that's it. And so like around grading time, I wanted to show instructors how to show dropped students because they still need to, you know, pull a grade or do a transfer grade, you know, what have you. So on the dashboard, before they even go into a course, I have this message on how to do that. Well, when we were looking at impact, they said, well, you can actually put a message that pops up and takes them to like directs them to the grades page. Then that has a specific highlighting of this button where you have to push with a message that says, click here, you know, so it really takes them step by step and is just a more user-friendly way to get from A to B. Because if you watch a little tutorial video and then have to try to remember all of the steps or print off the one pager, it kind of is counterintuitive to working through a system. It was just something that I thought this could be really impactful. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> or but, was it? <laughs> Slick. <laughs> um, but then the other thing I liked was that you can focus it to people who have or have not done something. So it doesn't have to appear to everybody. You can say only do non-users of this button or of this feature. And so that way, you know, we're not harping on everybody all the time. Um, we kind of got excited and thought of all the different ways we could use this and what we wanted. We're like, we can do this here and that there. And then we're like, whoa, if we have pop-ups every page, everywhere, all the time, you know, that's not gonna be good. So being able to focus it and plan it out, um, but we just thought that's what really sold. I don't know if you can tell. I got excited about it because <laughs> I'm sometimes excited. you feel like you're pulling stuff and you don't know if people are looking at it or using it. We get data about who's using our campaigns, who's seeing our buttons. You know, we got feedback of like or dislike. So, um, so that was really what I was interested in. Um, Patty gets the data stuff, and I I was excited more so for the. Um, the ability to interact specifically with the different user groups. Yeah, that's yeah, so I, 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 Eddie. I'm I'm interrupting. I'm, I'm yeah, jumping in it. just because. I love it. <laughs> well, here's the thing, and, and we talked about this. Uh, we had a few minutes here before we went live, and, and I kind of told Patty and Kristen this. When when Eddie and I first saw Impact, um, we were immediately jazzed, like super stoked about it, because as people from you know, having extensive K-12 experience, we saw this tool and we were like, exactly what Kristen said, all of the things banging around in your head, like, oh, but we could do this and we could do that. And any of you guys who are like, well, what do you mean by what, what this thing does? Well, one of the things that Kristen was talking about is this almost click by click tutorial approach to Canvas. And so when I saw that, um, to me, it jumped off the page of, wouldn't this be a great tool for brand new users of Canvas in your district? 
Um, some districts don't use Canvas K through 12. And so there's one grade level that gets the, the transition, you know, from something else to, to Canvas. And I thought, man, wouldn't that be a great way to sort of onboard uh, new students and, and talk them through the highlighting, the, the important, you know, places to click. Um, if you've ever got a new app on your phone and you open it up for the first time and it kind of does something similar. Click here to do this, click here to do that. Um, and, and when I saw that with impact within Canvas, I thought, wow, that's so, so many possibilities. And then the other thing Kristen said that I really love is the ability to get data to inform folks like Kristen and Patty about use. You know, are our teachers using discussions? If so, how, you know, what kind of, what kind of hard numbers do we have with, with that usage? What can we now do with that information that's going to uh, be impactful moving forward? We always talk about data-driven instruction. Well, this is data-driven use and implementation of this vitally important platform to our district that well, we use fits, every single day. It fits two different groups, right? Like I, it, it ticks a box for Kristen on her side, right? That's what we've heard. It takes a bot for her. That's like from the instructional side of things, I now get really excited about this. And then on Patty's side, like from a tech, you know, from a tech specialist and a tech coordinator, you're like, I can use all of that data to then inform my decisions on whether these tools are, are doing what we want them to do. So, you know, it makes things just so much easier. And like Marcus said, we, we got to see the tool um, you know, a little while ago. And I, I think I was just like, why has this never like, why now? Right? Like, I wish this was something that was available when I was, you know, running through my paces with implementing canvas and, and bringing into a new system for, for a whole group of teachers. Um, you know, this is something that I think, uh, you know, Patty, from your standpoint, um, you know, making the decision to, to do this, to integrate it into Canvas and making sure that it works the way you want it to do, um, you know, is, is something that's probably uh, that you've maybe lost sleep over a few times, <laughs> right? So I, I'm curious on, on how that integration went. You know, you make that early decision just to say, yes, I think this is something that might be impactful. Boy, lots of impact funds coming in uh to this show today aptly um, named aptly right. named so you make you make a decision to do that and knowing that you know it's an additional add-on to your canvas instance and, and having to go to uh, probably superintendents and board members to discuss mm -hmm. you know th these early um solutions um but how did how did that conversation go was this a was this something that was easy to talk about or um, was the data just, did it speak for itself very early on? Like what were those conversations like as you're talking to folks about, um, the gosh, I can't get away from it. The impact that it started <laughs> to make when you decided to buy it. So the, the conversation really was pretty easy. You know, as, as y'all were talking, I was thinking about this simple thing when we talk about all these different tools earlier, I know we have a new tool coming online for the students that's going to be. I think really good for students in helping fill some gaps that we have right now because of all the change. First thing I knew right away was that this tool was going to allow us to guide the students to see that opportunity that we would not have had before. Because kids, you know, 
sometimes you turn into Charlie Brown's teacher's voice. And they don't hear you. And so this would drive them directly to it. So when with examples like that, it was easy for everyone to see why it was worth trying this. Now I'm in for is the bang worth all right. the bucks that you're putting yeah. in. So we're early, we're watching, we are very excited about what we're seeing. Uh, and the opportunity for the growth here and be able to see where we can really help teachers, help students and students help themselves um, in this constantly changing environment. Um, so it's it's about looking at it from the strategic plan and also looking at it from the direct impact it, it has <laughs> on the population. You know, Marcus, what I heard what I heard from Patty was we need to come back in a year right. and learn about, you know, what happens next. Right. As they said, they're very early on in their implementation. Um, things are obviously there, there's a honeymoon period. Right. Things we're mm -hmm. loving all of the things that are happening. But I'd be interested to hear the data after a year, like what you're seeing um, that has changed or, uh, you know, what's your support? Cause I think a, a lot from the, from the tech side of it, from what I've heard is like support tickets go down, right? Teachers are able to take some ownership into their learning instead of picking up the phone and saying, I can't do this. There are personalized experiences and pop-ups that come up here that say, Hey, you're trying to do this. We understand that things aren't going the way that they need to go. So let's kind of walk you through it, which is fantastic. I'd love to hear from someone that's kind of been in this in the K through 12 environment um, for the long term that says, oh, yeah, our support tickets have went down this much or we're spending more time on creating better personalized experiences or better personalized devices or better personalized support for our teachers beyond the this just doesn't work and I need someone to come in and fix it quickly so I can move on. I'm really excited to see what yeah. that looks like. Yeah. And along those lines, part of what you can create is a support center or a knowledge base that's specific to us. Yeah. So we can pull, I mean, Instructure has so many things in their Canvas guides. They're so helpful, but sometimes we set things up a little bit differently or we have certain restrictions when we've configured, you know, our whole WJCC account. Yeah. So we can create our own, documents that we can add to the knowledge base and then teachers can click on a little question question mark icon and get their own self-help like you were talking about there's also opportunity and we were just in a state meeting um last week or the week before i think um where they recommended putting things in there like discussion starters for students so the students have a discussion base it's like maybe they're not using discussions because they don't know how to properly start right. their writing so you yep. can put like you know stuck Here's some easy sentence starters so they can, you know, maybe get over that hurdle. And that's, again, making the student more independent. So um, that's kind of down the road in terms of creating those documents, because, again, that's like endless, right? You're Where right. you're doing things that are technical, but also those types of academic supports. So um, it will be interesting in a year how we've, you know, really fleshed that out and if we're using that a lot and does that make change with our tickets and that sort of thing. So, yeah. yeah. But I think it's um for guys, I also think it's even could be a little bit bigger for us because I've already spoken to that, that deep sense I have for collaboration across the division. So I've already been meeting with groups. So how does our communications department benefit from us having a tool of this nature, not only in guiding us so that we don't overdo it and put too many campaigns out there or too many buttons but how do we use it to better serve our our school division and, and overall communication 
you know, with the curriculum team? Is there something specific they want us to focus on for the teachers? So it's taking that collaboration and building it within the tool as well. Yeah, that's, I'm just, Eddie, God. Why? I don't, sometimes I really do. And Eddie and I joke about this on the podcast all the time. We're always saying to each other, like, how do we get, how do we get this lucky? Like we get to talk to amazing people all over the world uh, and just talk shop. Like th this is, is this really part of my job? Like it's crazy. Um, yeah. It makes you, it makes you want to go back to the classroom. I think at yeah. some point, like, <laughs> yeah, it's I, like, man, I wish that I had access because things have changed so quickly. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think it's been I'm two years out almost from school districts. Marcus is about a year and a half, maybe. Yep. Um, it is. It's just like, had I had or had I known what I know now? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Hindsight's twenty twenty. Right. I need. I need a time been. machine. I need to go back <laughs> to when I started teaching English. Yeah. I need yeah. Canvas in its current state. I need Mastery Connect in its current state. I need Impact. Yep. Give me those. All the and things. then I am the I am like the Arnold Schwarzenegger of, of teaching. Like <laughs> I am pumped up. See what I did there? Um, but but sorry, I get I get I go off the rails. People are used to it. Um, but I do. So here's the thing. One thing that I in, in my role, Eddie did this too. Um, when I was a coordinator of digital learning, like I said, I was sort of the the nerd between IT and teachers. And one of the things I was responsible for was sort of keeping track of all the digital platforms that we were using in, in our district, having all of the and having access to sort of maintain those things. So, oh, we, we needed this user added or this user needs to be removed or moved from classroom to classroom or building to building, things like that. And what I, what I hear when I hear Kristen and Patty talking about, you know, almost two different perspectives on the same thing is that it makes me think, you know, that impact is a thing that serves and frankly uh, very well both sides of that. And I hate to say sides because it sounds confrontational, but we, there's IT and there's curriculum and the better you're doing it, the more overlap there is. Um, but, you know, there are definitely platforms that we use in our in our schools that are very sort of helpful to IT curriculum doesn't it doesn't really speak to them and vice versa. And this is one of those things impact, you know, leveling up in Canvas um, that hits a lot of boxes from a, from a curriculum perspective, from a user uh, an implementation perspective, from an IT perspective. And gone are the days where we can, um, you know, just sort of depend on anecdotal evidence. You know, we can't just say, well, you know, the teachers just really, really like using blank. Like that is not enough. Patty's nodding vigorously nope. because she probably has to go into the school board meeting and probably has to be able to say, here's the data. I have to give you hard facts. No longer can I say, well, the kids really just think it's swell. No, we don't get to do that anymore. That stuff helps, but boy, does it help to have the hard numbers. And I think that that's part of, part, part of that speaks to, to all stakeholders here in a canvas environment with impact is we all have some of that data that can sort of inform and and provide insight and move us mm -hmm. forward yeah that's definitely definitely what we're hoping um as we put these campaigns together look at the data and 
go through this first year with it. So. And that's a that's a really, uh, you know, a credit to, to your district and all of your team is, you know, again, I work with folks that are starting out with with our with our products every every almost every day of every week. And it, I love what I'm hearing is such such a intentional and deliberate strategic approach. And, and not only is that a credit to you and your leadership, but it's also a credit to your interaction with in structure and the support that you get from from us as well. But ultimately, it's being very intentional about what you're doing because you realize it's not your first rodeo. You realize that like you can't just throw a thing out there and just see if it sticks. Right. You know, we can't throw the spaghetti at the oven and just see if it sticks. Uh, not when it comes to education. And, and so I think it's a really a credit to you all um, that you know, you're taking the proper steps and you're being deliberate about um, the, the decision making. And then obviously, like Patty said, lots of collaboration amongst those teams. Um, so if we're moving forward, you know, as we're moving forward, we've talked about that a lot. Uh, Kristen, now that you've sort of started and you're the ball is rolling and you've got all of the ideas and you're thinking about, you know, how, how do we sort of uh, create the path? and continue on that path. What are some of the goals that WJCC has, you know, maybe for the rest of this semester or even into next year in terms of, of Canvas use along with impact? Yeah, I think that our goal for this year, especially with impact is to map it out and see, we're gonna try, I think this year to run a couple of campaigns to different groups and see how they go. Um, and then really structure a timeline almost monthly to the different demographics, students, teachers, administrators, and families with when we want to strategically run campaigns and to which audiences, um, and then hope that that increases our numbers um, or allows us to figure out other solutions to things where um, things aren't going as we had hoped. Um, so I think that just for the next couple of months, it's really going to be mapping that out, practicing, creating the the campaigns, making sure that we've got things popping up where and when we want them to and monitoring the right things um, and kind of just getting that routine down so that next year when we implement them, it's kind of second nature and we're really able to get some valuable data that's actionable um, at that time. So I think I kind of see the next couple of months as trial and error. Um, We've had great support from Instructure. We've had an implementation partner that we've worked with over the last month. And I just sent him an email last week. I was like, these aren't showing where I need them to. Can you pop in and look? And he got back to me um, and he's in Europe. So <laughs> um, we kind of work on different schedules sometimes, but um, he's been great in, in helping us and being the expert that way. So um eventually he's going to let us on our way and we'll have to continue to do it on our own. So um, we're just hoping to find the appropriate use and the appropriate time and helping our teachers understand when Canvas is the right tool and when it's not, because in, in a blended environment, you know, our philosophy is that it, everything shouldn't be online. You shouldn't be essentially monitoring a computer lab all day. So where can Canvas really help you and help your students achievement help with your differentiation, help with your small group instruction and make that time in class 
more effective, more efficient, more valuable for, for teaching and learning. So, yeah, yeah, that's the, I think that's the thing that, you know, when I, I, I hear folks say, well, oh, you know, COVID is going away. So we get to go back to the way it was before. And it always makes me grind my teeth and cringe, but you know, because, and, and certainly I'm biased, uh, but I feel like this thing, this thing that we have is an empowering thing for, for, uh, for educators. And it's like, if you will just allow it to empower you and, and you'll recognize that like, man, this can actually make differentiated instruction easier than it was before the pandemic. Um, it, it actually can. And all of these things that are so challenging and, and really are huge lifts in education, mm -hmm. I just am constantly, you know, harping on if you dive in here and you really sort of buy in and own it and, and, and learn it and take the initiative, it's that front end work that pays off down the line, right? We always say that in technology, you put it, put in the work early uh, to build or whatever. And then you get to have that payoff. And it, I always just love hearing, frankly, I like to hear other people say things that I've said because <laughs> it reminds me that maybe I'm not completely nuts. Um, and so I appreciate uh, that, that perspective that you guys have, have, have taken for sure. Marcus Kristen. and Eddie, one thing I want to note real quick like though is Virginia has something really special going on right now. So Virginia is the state of Virginia, the virtual Virginia team, working with the Canvas team that's directly assigned to Virginia. We have weekly meetings, regional meetings, statewide meetings, guiding us, all of us giving each other ideas, feeding off of each other in the state um, of things that are working in instruction. That's another collaboration that that's how it all comes together. So Huge. we learn from each other constantly because of that incredible support team we have from the virtual Virginia team all the way through the amazing Canvas administrators who help us all the time. Yeah, huge shout out, obviously, to Brian Mott, who's uh, kind of the driver of, of the Virtual Virginia uh, Initiative. Um, awesome team, the VBA Canvas team, one of the best around, obviously, Casey Testerman, who's in the chat, uh, Dave Dick, who's been around, <laughs> been around the block a few times. Uh, these folks are just absolutely, I think, one, and I, I used to work on that team, so I know the level of, um, passion that these folks have for education, you know, they're, they're educators first and, and they really, um, have learned, um, from each other and, and really expanding that VBA initiative across Virginia is awesome. I, there is no, um, secret sauce here to the fact that we pull a lot of Virginia folks, uh, to, to work for us also to be on our, our podcasts and live streams. I mean, they are really, um, doing some great things in virtual Virginia. So special shout outs to all of those folks in the VBA and, and there in Virginia as, as they continue to take kind of this uh, online learning to the next level. So we're kind of wrapping up here, but uh, we know hindsight's 2020, right? Kristen and Patty, um, looking back on your Canvas journey so far, uh, those early stages of, of taking impact and running with it, leveling up your Canvas instance, what are the, the pieces of advice from each of you? I'd really be interested to hear from each of you. What pieces of advice you'd give um, other districts or institutions that are kind of looking at impact or looking at Canvas for the very first time? What are some things that you'd kind of wrap up and, and let them know? Um, I think the advice that I would give in terms of kind of implementation and usage is 
to meet people where they are and where they're willing to go. Um, I know all the different things that Canvas can do. And I feel like in a year or two, people are gonna be like, I wish I would have known that last year. But you can't just throw everything out there and have it have anything, you know, work. So, um, you know, just continuing to chip away at it. Um, and I would say build your team. I mean, we've been talking about our team around us in terms of other departments, but we have a great instructional technology team. We have instructional technology um, integration coaches at each of our schools who we a lot of times will do train the trainers. Like I have a meeting with them and then they have more tools in their toolkit to work with their teachers in their schools. Because while I do hold some sessions via Zoom and asynchronously in Canvas, we use Canvas for professional learning as well. Um, you know, that's nothing compared to the person in person at their school where they can go to someone's office and say, you know, how do I do this? Why isn't this working? I thought I did this right. You know, they're so proud of themselves for trying something. So building up a team around you that can be your eyes and your ears and your hands, I think just is really important. I don't, I don't think I could implement, I know I couldn't do this stuff and have people use it effectively if I was doing it on my own. So when I learn something, I try to share it. Um, and we just keep chipping away. I don't know if that answers the question, but yeah. Yeah. Patty, what about you? I, I think it's important with any implementation that you try to be as thoughtful and um, considerate of the people who are going to be impacted by the changes that you're bringing and making sure you're considering their voice um, as you move forward. You know, we use a lot of teacher focus groups to try to make sure that they have a direct voice in what we're doing. The implementation of Canvas um, we started slow. We ended up going a lot faster because we didn't have any choice. Um, but being able to go back now and, and strategically look at where we are and, and work methodically through how to make it a more effective tool for our students and our teachers is, is like an ongoing process for us. Um, so the most important thing is to really be thoughtful about any implementation, of course. And when it comes to impact, um, right now, you're right, it's the honeymoon period. You know, we we're, we just gotten it, but the possibilities that it presents to us and what we can possibly do for our our students and our teachers right now, it's is worth it's worth taking this step forward and uh, and going, as Kristen said, slowly, because boy, we could do a lot of campaigns, but go slowly, <laughs> not overwhelm everyone and and look for where we can make positive change. Yeah. And Patty, what you just said, makes me think of a quote that we've kind of used a number of times when we do new things. We try to empower teachers to feel like they're agents of change instead of objects of change. So we're not doing this to them. We're explaining why we're doing things, we're, why it's effective, how can we blend this in with what they're doing and go slowly. And so I think um, impact kind of helps us look at some of those things and see like, are teachers ready for this? Are they using it? Are they doing it or are they not? Um, really quickly, one thing I was gonna mention that I didn't, one thing you can do with your campaigns is include a field for the user's name. And so in our first campaign that we ran, I know that there was a teacher who ran to their technology integration coach and they're like, this message was directed to me. How do they know I didn't do this yet? You have to help me, I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> So we got their attention because yes. we were able to personalize it 
and they were reassured that that was the standard message and it was they were not in trouble um but guilty it was conscience so it was pretty funny <laughs> that's awesome the uh yeah the it's so great um to to talk to you both to hear the the vision um that that you guys have outlined uh, i think it's great for other folks we always you know we always talk about collaboration and and sharing of knowledge and you know iron sharpens iron and break the silos all these things um and, and then every time we get to to get on a live stream with, with educators like yourselves or or do a podcast we just are continually reminded uh, of just how wonderful educators are at all of those things and i think that you guys and your team and um at, you know you've you've stressed uh, you know, not only your district team, but in structure and as well as the state, um, just really doing great things. Uh, the session, the session, this session uh, has been, I, <laughs> see what I was, what I was going to say was this session has been awesome equals session. Um, <laughs> uh, right, right. English, yeah. English hey, teacher, they just make up words. That's right. I, I'm very good at making up words. Canvas casters, <laughs> as one example. Um, so I, I want to thank everyone who's been, first of all, we've had a great group in the chat. Um, great group of folks watching uh, live. Uh, so thank you for interacting and, and, and sharing thoughts uh, there. Uh, Eddie and I, of course, want to thank Patty uh, and Kristen for, for being a part, uh, sharing your story uh, of, of your district and, and what you're doing. Uh, because it's great, and I think it's helpful for other people to hear uh, the the good, the bad, and everything in between um, with stuff like this. So you know they remember that everything doesn't have to be perfect all the time. And, and I think that you did a great job of of sharing that story. Um, we want to get you guys back on the books to follow up. We'll see all you right? in a year. We want to we want to come back and we want to we want to get uh, volume two uh, two point uh, with you folks. So we can kind of hear how things have gone. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to, like I said, I'd love to have you guys back. This would be a great conversation to see where you land, um, kind of through a year of integration with impact through a year of, of really kind of, um, making some of these really cool personalized learning experiences for your educators. That'd be awesome. It is Marcus. I, I hate to just close this session because it's been so good, but we don't want to keep these fine folks from the actual job that they're trying to do. <laughs> so um, it is a fantastic Tuesday. Tuesday. It's also Tuesday. Digital Learning Day. We are wrapping up session one of three. 